Welcome to Applying Pressure. Applying Pressure is brought to you by the Peaceful Brand, the Final Peace LLC, and Peaceful Gems Mentoring. Here on Applying Pressure, we aim to educate our listeners, giving you information to help you graduate from just going through life to glowing through it. Pressure creates diamonds, so apply that pressure for your sparkling ending. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Applying Pressure. I am your host, Alicia, the CEO of the Peaceful Brand, which is comprised of the Final Peace LLC and Peaceful Gems Mentoring. If you have been here before, welcome back. Or if it's your first time, welcome to the family. The next time that you return, you will be an extended member of the Final Pieces family and peaceful gems friendship we are building a bond here together so today we are going to talk about how to helpfully meet people where they are so sometimes when we meet people where they're at we are compromising ourselves whether it be our boundaries our morals our personal beliefs but there are ways to meet people where they are and increase their skills, and increase their knowledge, increase their understanding of life. So we're going to talk about how to successfully do that. The tips that we also are going to talk about are things that you can apply to your own self as well, because sometimes we forget to meet ourselves where we are. Our own ideas of perfection, or the way things should be, kind of throw us off course and off balance. So we're going to talk about meeting an individual or ourself where they're at. So, If we're realistic, a lot of times we get frustrated in our interpersonal relationships with one another because we expect from someone what we give or we expect them to understand at the level that we understand or be able to produce at the level that we are producing. But that is not reality. That is not practical. We set expectations based upon our knowledge and our experience, but that is not a safe thing to do. You will most times, unfortunately, be disappointed if we do that. So how do I meet somebody where they are? If I understand that you are at this level, how do I help you level up? Now, number one, know your audience. In knowing your audience, you have to know what someone currently is capable of before you expect anything else so i need to know when i'm working with you if i'm working with you to meet you where you are we have to have some type of discussion about where you are now in this discussion depending on what approach you're going to take most times the person's idea of who they are and their abilities are relevant if they are at a level where they can communicate with you and tell you how they view themselves we take that into account so a first person account of where they are is imperative that way you will number one know are they even taking responsibility for their actions do they dismiss their behaviors are they aware that what they're doing is inappropriate is this response trauma induced or is there other emotional or cognitive 
underlying issue. So we got to figure all of that out first. So this is in the where you are stage. We get that first person account after we get that first person account to kind of correlate with what I talked about, about the other underlying issues. We need to know what's going on with that person. So for instance, if I was doing this from the role of an educator, if I am assessing someone for an IEP, I am going to look at their skill set. So do they have receptive language? Are they able to verbalize what is going on with them? Are they on target with where they should be or off target? So though we are not always specialists in an area or specialists in interpersonal relationships or specialists in psychology or some of these other disciplines, we know what's off and what's not just from interaction with each other. So determine what's off. Kind of put that, that's the scope up to that person and listen and try to diagnose. Now, when we are diagnosing, we're not giving them a rigid, hard, fast, this is what you are and who you are. I'm just kind of doing this as a mental note to myself. Hmm, when I interact with you, you are never accountable for your actions. This has been an ongoing situation. So these are things that I'm mentally noting. So after I kind of put my finger on it, the third part to the knowing where that person is, after we get that first person account, we kind of assess the situation for ourselves. The next thing is, are they willing to grow? Because before you move into anything else with them, you need to be realistic. Do they have their mind? set towards growth because if not you're going to be spinning your wheels trying to prove a point to somebody that does not see why they need to grow and where they need to grow if the answer is no they're not willing to grow in most cases unless it's a situation where you are involved with this person on maybe a professional level this is your job or your child or something like that you absolutely have the right to walk away because if they are not willing to grow, one, for their self, firstly for their self, but two, for the sake of the growth in the relationship, why be bothered? Because you're going to drive yourself crazy. And that's a part of standards and boundaries. So now that we've figured out where this person is by first person account, kind of assessing for ourselves what we've observed and determining if they're willing to grow. Next, we need to offer solutions. So with offering solutions, number one, I caution you not to complete tasks for that person. So again, I will use the classroom example. When I created IEP goals for my scholars last year, for example, I did not do these things for them. I may model. I may give them some partial prompts, whether it be verbal or physical prompts on a partial level. I may give them a little bit of help, but I'm not going to do it all for you. I'm not going to complete everything for you. I will give you the tools to be successful. So that's how I'm offering you a solution. I'm giving you tools to complete the task. So in providing the tools, if we are 
working towards mastery. We are working on giving those tools. So, for instance, if I'm setting a boundary with someone, I am letting them know, hey, this is my boundary. And I'm telling you how not to cross this boundary. So, those are the tools. I'm giving you the map. I'm laying it all out for you. Now, and offering those solutions, not completing those tasks, and providing tools. Another way that we offer solutions is routing them to help. So, you can listen to someone all day long listen to their cries for help or them telling you what they can do and what they can't do and what they need to succeed but us as people only have a certain capacity everybody's capacity is different for helping others while balancing and maintaining our own mental health so it is okay to tell somebody i understand what you're saying i'm listening to you venting but i think that you may need to seek out the help of a professional. This is not telling them that you think that they're crazy or irrational, but you're simply saying, hey, I think that your needs supersede what I'm able to give. And that is, again is setting boundaries. I'm routing you to somewhere else for help because I know that what you need, I may not, cannot give or I don't want to give it or whatever the situation is. Because remember, we are thinking about our own mental health first. So after we figure out where this person is, we offer them solutions. The last thing that we need to do is support them or reinforce. So any person, whether they say it openly or not, wants to be supported. They want their positive behaviors to be reinforced. And the way that you are going to support an individual may look different. So for some people, that affirmation, the verbal praise, that's enough. That keeps them going. Hey, to hear you're proud of me, that just made my day. I'm going to keep pushing. Other people need some type of incentive. An incentive that we get as adults is our paycheck. I know that Semi-monthly, the 15th and the 30th, I'm getting that check. So that is my incentive. We have to support and reinforce people, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, verbally. There are different ways that we support and reinforce, but we need to let people know that we see their effort. So we're meeting them where they are. By assessing how they feel about themselves first, using that information and pairing it with what we've observed and their willingness or non-willingness in some cases to grow. And then we're going to offer them solutions. But in those solutions, we're not going to do things for them. We're going to give them the tools to be successful. And if we can't, for whatever reason, um, give them solutions, wrap them to somebody else that can help them be successful but support and reinforcement is key to this success if you want to see lasting change in behavior modifying behaviors you have to reinforce those good behaviors those positive behaviors the things that we want to see we need to heavily reinforce 
So now we're going to apply the same three concepts and sub-concepts that we talked about for someone else to ourselves. So I need to also be able to meet myself where I'm at. Now this might be a little scarier because we can look at other people and observe where they are, but being real or transparent with me may be a struggle. And that is okay because we are here to grow. So I need to meet myself where I'm at. I need to understand I have flaws. I make mistakes. I have things that I need to improve on. I also have things that I am well-rounded at. I have things that I excel at. So meeting myself where I'm at, what does that look like? So first, what we're going to do is dive into this thing from a psychological point of view. So a lot of my background education is in psychology. In addition to putting some of that on the behavioral side into play in the field of ABA. So I'm going to break this down from Maslow's point of view. He has something that is called a hierarchy of needs. These hierarchy of needs explain what we need as human beings to be successful. So at the bottom of that, we're going to think of this as a pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid, I have my basic needs, water, food, those types of things to survive, things that we work for. Right on top of that is safety. I need to feel safe as a, a person, safe in my environment, safe in my relationships, safe with myself. After safety, right above that is belonging. I need a sense of purpose. I need to feel like I have a place in the world. After belonging, my once I feel like I belong, my next goal is self-esteem. I want to increase my self-esteem at the peak or the top of this pyramid is self-actualization. So self-actualization is the final destination, so to speak. And that is our ability to desire. Now, the reason I say it like that, our, our ability to desire is that is when we determine, hey, I have a purpose and I want to fulfill that purpose. I want to give to humanity. I have something bigger to offer. All right. So I gave it to us on a broad scale. Let's break it down. Let's chunk it. So when I'm meeting myself where I'm at, number one, when we're talking about those basic needs that we have on the bottom, I have to understand that what I have physically, whether it be a car, whether it be a meal, whether it be where I lay my head, my residence, I have the best that I can afford at that time. So sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm not driving a luxury car or wearing the hottest shoes or got the, the best bag out there. I'm not really doing anything in life. I'm struggling because I don't have what the next man or woman has. No, meet yourself where you are. Say, I have what I can afford. I might not have the best car, the nicest kicks, um, the best purse. But I got something. I got what I can afford. And guess what? I'm not in debt trying to keep up. These are things that we can say to ourselves to meet ourselves where we are on the, the natural level, the physical level, those basic needs.
safety. How do I meet myself where I am with safety? So when we're talking personal safety, obviously you need to do whatever you can to keep yourself in a safe environment. We are not doing things that encourage negative mindset, toxicity, whether it be in the workplace, at home, in your relationships. We have the power to be safe. Safety, usually, depending on, like, if you're a minor or someone in a domestic violence relationship, those types of things, the safety may not be in your hands per se, but there are things that you can do to ensure your safety. Not going to veer off into that too much because that's going to be a case-by-case basis, but I'm sure you guys get what I'm saying. There are systems in place to ensure that we are safe. So if I don't have the physical power to make myself safe, there are things and people in place, whether it be law enforcement or a psychologist or someone to assist me with feeling safe. So one thing that I can do on a personal level to make myself feel safe is putting myself in situations that are reliable. No, everything in life is not predictable, but I know that if I go to work every day, my check is something that is guaranteed, something I can rely on. And I can use that check to buy things to meet my basic needs, such as food and water. So that is how I can ensure my safety personally. What about meeting myself where I'm at when it comes to belonging? How do I make sure that I belong and that I'm fitting in, that I am loved the way that I need to be loved? So love and belonging go hand in hand and it's usually related to intimate relationships, family relationships, um, extended family or people that we make our village, whether it be someone that you Um, have things in common with you may be in a book club these are senses of belonging so how do I meet myself where I'm at with that so one we have to understand that we all have the right to be loved we all have the right to be accepted unconditionally I'm gonna say that again we have the right to be loved and accepted unconditionally so meeting myself where I'm at with belonging is going to be one of those moments where we have to be real with ourselves. Am I being loved? Do I fit in appropriately where I am? If not, then I need to intervene, whether it be setting boundaries, walking away, creating my own narrative that may look different for each of us, depending on where we are. But at the core You got to be real with yourself. That's how we meet ourselves where we are. Self-esteem. How do I meet myself where I'm at with self-esteem? So a lot of times if we don't have the previous three that we talked about intact, self-esteem is not going to be very high. If I'm lacking in basic needs, if I'm not able to shower, if I can't eat the way I need to, if I don't feel safe at home, If I don't feel like I belong in my family, I'm probably not going to feel very good about myself. I've learned a coping mechanism to pick myself apart, to figure out what's wrong with me, to make it make sense. Even though there may not be, probably is not anything wrong with me, 
or I just hide and kind of fall back into the shadows because I don't feel like I belong anywhere else. I don't feel safe. My needs are not being met, so I might as well just disappear. If I feel like that, how do I meet myself where I'm at? How do I boost this self-esteem? So one, we have to admit, hey, my self-esteem is low. I need to work on it. And then determine how do I target working on that self-esteem? We need to first understand that the self-esteem is how we view ourselves as a whole. It's not about how my hair looks, the clothes I have on, the car on me, and I should be able to look in the mirror and say, Alicia, you're beautiful. Hair all over your head, this um, crazy looking shirt, whatever. I should be able to say, you are amazing. You are good. I love you regardless. So, a lot of times when we've been placed in situations where our self-esteem is damaged, we have to rebuild that. Affirmations is a simple way to do that. Loving on you. Just love on you. Now, self-actualization. Purpose. Meeting that top of the pyramid because we're all working towards that. We're going to be there. I'm claiming that for us. How do I meet where I, myself where I'm at with that? So, one, you have to understand that you are unique. You are different. Not in a bad way. You have a purpose set aside from the purpose of anyone else. So, first embrace that and understand that. And you have something to contribute. You may not even know what that something is right now. But keeping the faith and having the faith and knowing that this is all going to come together for your good because it is ordained to do so is the first step. Now, once you realize what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it, walk in it. Boldly walk in it. And I guarantee you will see changes. So, I want us to meet ourselves where we are. I challenge you for the next week. Work to meet yourself where you are. Pick one area, whether it be that physical area, the safety, the belonging, self-esteem, or self-actualization. Pick one of those five and decide how you're going to meet yourself where you are. I'm going to do this with you as well. And when I come back, I'm going to let you know where my growth is what's going on we're going to take some data so that we can see the trend go upward when the trend goes upward on data that means growth is taking place i know this episode was a bit longer than normal but i wanted to go ahead and give you some tools so that we can meet others where they are and meet ourselves where we are now just like when we are meeting others where we are we have to support and reinforce ourselves so as we close out let's talk about what that looks like so supporting myself is me cheering myself on a big part of cheering yourself on is remembering to celebrate small wins a lot of times we don't celebrate those small wins. We celebrate, I mastered the entire task, but we don't celebrate along the way. So if you do something 
that you normally would feel like is small, you still need to celebrate that. So I'm going to give you an example. If my goal for my brand is going to be by the end of 2022, I want to gain 10 new customers, but I don't celebrate anything up until I get the 10 customers. Do you think I'm really going to feel support from myself, reinforcement to keep going? Hmm, probably not. Something that would be more feasible would be, okay, I'm going to celebrate every time I get two customers, two new clients. I got two new clients on my caseload. I'm going to celebrate. I was able to get two new clients. And that could be something as simple as me doing a happy dance. Or it could be something like going and buying myself a drink at Starbucks. Something to treat myself. To give myself permission to keep going. Permission to celebrate that win. To feel good in that moment. We have to do that for ourselves just as well as we do it for others. I think it's easy to forget. And I'm guilty of this as well. To celebrate ourselves. We celebrate everybody else. But with ourselves, we just think about how we're not where we should be. Who says that you're not where you should be? This moment that you're sitting in right now is an ordained moment. It may seem small. There may be nothing going on. You may be irritated with life right now. But this is what is propelling you to your next season. So celebrate it. Hang on. And remember, hang in there with others too. But you got to have it together for you to have it together for someone else. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, blessings, love, and peace.